I miss our babysitters. It takes me a little bit longer to get ready now. <laughs> a couple of things. First of all, I'd like to meet with the fellows of the board right after service here just to talk about a couple of things. I've had some things come up and it's going to kind of limit my time of meeting in the evening. So if we can just talk a little bit. It was just so many things said this morning. I just want to kind of hit on a few of them and some other things. First of all, John was talking about humility, and I preached on that a couple of weeks ago, I believe. But we, in the last couple of weeks, we've been allowed to travel down uh, to California to see our oldest son and his family. And then this last week, uh, we left Memorial Day afternoon, I guess, and went down to see Nick in Boise. But I was just noticing on our way down to uh, California, we left from, we had to fly from uh, Spokane to Denver and then from Denver down to Sacramento. And when we got on the plane uh, from Denver down to Sacramento, they were announcing and said, you know, this flight isn't full, so everyone has, you know, opportunity to sit either by a window or by the aisle, so, you know, you can leave a chair in between and, uh, you know, so everybody won't have to be close together. And Darla and I kind of got on later uh, on the flight, and as we Come on, I noticed there was a lady sitting by the window with a purse and a bag, all in a chair, you know, and I was just thinking about, yeah, that's really humility, you know, <laughs> thinking that you're so important that you've got to take up a whole row, you know, and make somebody else sit together, which Darla and I did with another fellow, so, uh, you know, and there was a stewardess right there that didn't even ask her to move her stuff, but I just thought about that, and I thought, you know, that's just really not humility at all, and then on our way home, we got on a plane, and there was a man sitting in the aisle seat. And a couple of people said, can I sit here? And he says, oh, we're supposed to be social distancing, so I don't think you need to sit here. So he wouldn't let anybody sit with him. And finally, a young gal come in and said, you know, there's no place to sit. Can I sit here? And he goes, oh, I guess so. You know, and I'm just thinking, you know, what are people thinking? You know, I mean, it's like he and I were sitting across the aisle from each other, and I could have reached out and elbowed him. You know, that's how close we are. And yet he doesn't want somebody sitting in the seat to from him. You know, I don't think it was worried about social distancing. He just didn't want anybody around him. Uh, but I was just thinking, you know, we've got to be very careful as Christian people that we, you know, our humility shows forth. You know, I, I know even in my own life, you know, that many times I, I put myself above others. And, you know, that's just not true humility. And uh, so I've got to work on it. And I'm sure that most of us do. Uh, we had a wonderful time, both places that we went. We uh, actually, Brad, our oldest son, his two children's birthdays are on the 16th and the 23rd of uh, May, and we got to be at Edie's. Hers was on the 16th, and we left like the 21st or something, so we didn't quite make it to Micah's. And then last week was Trevor's birthday, or actually yesterday was Trevor's birthday, but we didn't get a stay for it either. We got to celebrate because they had the party a day early, and we went to it. But, but while we were there, uh, we had a wonderful experience. I got to baptize Trevor. And those kids have gone through so much. And to see Trevor still desiring to follow the Lord just touched my heart. Hallelujah. Then also while we were there, uh, I, I guess you could just put it out simply, I choked. <laughs> I was choking. I was having some uh, salsa and chips. 
And I, I made sure that I didn't swallow the chip whole. But I was choking, and uh, Connie uh, gave me Heimlich, took about two, two pumps, about three more before I could get her to stop. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we, were, we were talking later about how our family handles stuff like that with humor. Uh, Connie called my, our older daughter and told her about it, and she said, you can reach around Dad? <laughs> and then I don't know how many have ever seen What About Bob? But anyway, there's a scene in there where a guy's choking, and this other guy's trying to, you know, extract or get the thing out of his system. And so they were saying, well, did, you know, did you have to jump higher and use your knee and all this kind of stuff? But but I, I mean, my first thought after, you know, I started breathing again was, you know, man, you know, you could have quit a lot sooner. <laughs> I was trying to talk, but it's kind of hard every time you get ready to say something and your breath goes away. So. But anyway, so I'm still here. You can blame that on Connie. But, you know, God is good. As Terry was reading, today is the day of Pentecost or you know, the day that we celebrate Pentecost, seven, seven weeks after the Passover. And I just wanted to talk about it a little bit going into Acts. I just, well, I don't even know if we'll go to the reader, but I just want to talk to you about it. It says that they were all in one place in one accord. I want you to think about that. In a sense, those of us who attend here are all in one place. We're here. We're fellowshipping together. We're trying to uh, follow the Lord's plan for our lives here together. We need to get in one accord. That means we need to get in agreement of God's plan for us. Now, what God calls us to do won't be the same. It's the end result that we're looking at. It's the vision that we have and, and how will God perform that? And I was just thinking about the early church. You know, they all were focused on what Jesus wanted them to do and I think that was to go in all the world and preach the gospel. And they were doing that to the best of their ability. But I want you to notice that they were all in one accord in one place before the Spirit fell. You know, we talk about seeing an outpouring of the Spirit I don't believe it's going to happen until we get into one accord in agreement what God wants to do with us and what his di desire is for us. So, you know, as we are thinking about the day of Pentecost, I just want you to begin to pray that God will give you his heart. You know, it, it's not what I say. Although if I'm saying what God is saying, then it is what I say. But you need to decipher that. Make sure that what I am saying is what God is saying. And it's the same thing. What, what you're saying that God is telling you, I have to decipher that and make sure that that's what God is telling us to do. Uh, you know, I, I don't know really if this is so true, but if I feel like that I'm a little bit more responsible for that than you. But at the same time, not. Because your life depends upon what God is telling you to do and doing it. Hopefully what I share with you just kind of verifies what God is saying to you. 
So we need to be in one place and one accord to see the Spirit fall. I want to go into Joel. I'm going to just talk about this to just a little bit. I got to thinking about this even before we got the rain last night. And it's talking about there in Joel 2, and it's talking about blowing a trumpet in Zion because there's an army coming forth, a great and mighty army. And it's not talking about a good army. It's talking about those that are coming to punish the wicked. And later on it goes down and says, blow the trumpet and warn my people, you know, that they would turn from their wicked ways, you know. Uh, it says there, uh, that you would turn to me even with your whole heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning, and rend your heart and not your garments. This is in uh, Joel 2 and uh, 12 and 13. And turn to the Lord with your God with all your heart, for he is gracious and merciful. And then it goes on down, and God, you know, in a sense speaks and says, you know, I will forgive my people if they will just call upon me. And then down in 21 it says, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord God will do great things. Be not afraid, you beasts of the field, for the pastors of the wilderness do spring, for the trees bear its fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad when your children... Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain moderately. And this speaks of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And he will cause that to come down for you, the rain, and the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. I think we can expect another outpouring of God's Spirit before this thing is over. And I don't want to get into all the details this morning, but I just want you to begin to think about this. You know, so often we say, yeah, I want to see God's spirit poured out. And God's saying, yeah, I want to pour my spirit out. You know, when's it going to happen? When we get in one accord. When we learn to work together. I'm not saying we're going to agree on everything. The thing of it is, is when we don't agree, we still have to act in love. We still have to love one another. And we have to still humble ourselves before each other and allow in a sense, people to be dumb clucks. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about what Heather was saying. And we've all been there. We were all out in the rain, too stupid to come into God's protection. And I was just thinking about what she was saying. You know, to get somebody really to come back to life, you have to spend a little airtime with them. You know, you have to breathe on them or speak to them the words of God. And I got to thinking, she was talking about a blow dryer. And I don't know how many of you have ever heard of blow dryer. To me, it sounds like a rushing mighty wind. We speak to people, and we let God blow up on them. And life enters into them. We definitely make mistakes. We definitely sometimes stay out in the rain and out in the harmful world a lot longer than we should. But if we come to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I want to encourage you, just as has been read to us this morning about praying for our nation, along with that, pray for our church and pray for your spirit that it would be guided by God and that we would come into it a unity unsurpassed in our fellowship 
And I believe when we do, we're going to see a great outpouring of God's Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 I want to just take a moment this morning. If you're here this morning and you're one of those chicks that's out in the rain and you know you shouldn't be out there, we're going to ask you to come on in. Hallelujah. God desires to speak to you this morning and to revive your spirit and to set you on a new course. Hallelujah. You may have given your life to Christ even. And then just straight away, God is calling you back. You know, when we're out from underneath the umbrella of God's protections, we're out from underneath God's blessings and out of his approval. We need to be under his approval. So I just want to take a moment here. If you feel like this morning you're one of those chicks that's out in the rain just running around and don't know what to do come on up let's pray let god begin to heal you restore your life set you back upon the right path hallelujah Father, I just thank you for your great mercy and compassion. Lord, I just pray that there are none here this morning that have passed by the opportunity to come and get out of the rain. Hallelujah. Lord, you have such a desirous path set before us if we will just enter in and join you and follow you. Your, your word says that you desire that we would prosper. Lord, and I know that means spiritually as well as physically, Lord, you, none of your people are starving, but Father, mainly spiritual prosperity. You desire that we would follow you with a whole heart. Hallelujah. And seek you with that same whole heart. Hallelujah. I just thank you, Lord, for this time together. I thank you for the testimonies and the confirmation of your word. Lord, may our hearts be stirred to those things that you desire of us today. Lord, we don't all do the same things. We don't all follow you in the same way. But Lord, we all love you. We all desire to see your life built within our lives. Make us more like Jesus is our prayer. Amen. You're dismissed this morning.